take your Bible to James chapter 1. I hope you have your Bibles. And uh, obviously, we'll give you some of the verses. We're going to break down uh, James chapter 1, a few verses in here, and study this. But I, I want you to really focus on this, because if we were at church, we, we would be sitting inside a room with the Bibles in our lap, and we would be studying the Word of God. And sometimes at home, we can allow distractions and kids and things like that. I'm not saying don't take care of your kids, but I am going to say that let's, let's focus in on this, because I really want to tackle this subject of faith and fear and, and dividing it. And really, tonight, we're going to dive into faith. And the fact that God is trying to make us stronger through this. God has a plan for all of this. And so let me just say some of the things that we were talking about last week about about fear. And we've already said God has not given us a spirit of fear, a mindset of fear. And what that looked like in context of them giving out the gospel and the fact that Paul was writing to Timothy and explaining this. And he said, man, he said, don't be timid. Man, be bold, be, be, be outgoing with this. He said, don't, don't be intimidated by what's going on. But sometimes we mix that up as, as being uh, cautious or being full of wisdom or walking in wisdom is being fearful. But the Bible says about if we're going to walk in faith, that is, that's having confidence in God. Think about that. When, I, when I'm walking in faith, it literally means I'm taking steps, trusting God for every step. But how do I know how to move forward? How do I know what to do with that? Well, the Bible says if you don't know what to do and I want to move forward, I don't want to be scared. I don't want to hide. I want to move forward. But how do I do that, God? And the Bible says if you don't know what to do, ask him. If any man lacks wisdom, that's knowing what to do with what you know, let him ask of God. And the Bible says in Proverbs, we studied that about that God gives wisdom through parents to give to their kids because they've been somewhere and they hand out that, that knowledge, that wisdom to say, hey, this is how life works. And we should, we should slow down at a time like this and ask God to guide us and not live in fear, but move forward. But as we move forward every step, walk in wisdom, ask God, seek counsel. Man, let, let God be our guide through all this. So fear is when we allow the things of this world to take over and we retreat. And let me tell you, that's a real thing right now. We go like this on the news and stuff right now. We'll go one minute where we're sitting there saying, man, they, they might have found some medicines that are working. We're like, man, that's great. And, you know, the, the numbers are decreasing in some of these other countries. And like, man, that's good news. And then they'll come back and say, but when this hits America, it will be like nothing we've ever seen. And our minds go crazy. And all of a sudden, we're not focusing on God or following God. We're retreating. Our minds are like consumed with the negative, the what ifs. And what if I don't go back to work? What if this crashes the economy? That's fear because we're not even there yet. Our minds run in another direction and we start having this attitude of fear. We don't want that. So let's tonight, since we're not going to live by fear and we're going to walk by faith, Let's in James chapter 1, verse 2, look at this. And, and I want to I see this because it's so easy for us as Christians uh, to, to say that I have faith. You would say, everybody would say that they have faith. You, you think about it. It's just like you, you believe in something. That's what faith is, confidence in something. If, if I was sitting in church and we had a room full of people, I would ask you guys right now, how many of you believe God? Every hand would go up. How many of you believe that God is powerful and God is good and God is in control? Nobody would drop their hand and go like, oh, I'm not really sure about that. I mean, we would say that. That's why I was saying that when we, when we sing songs about how great is our God or how wonderful is our God or how faithful is our God, man, we sing those out, we proclaim those words. 
But it's a time like this that God says, let me show you this. It's, it's easy to talk about it, but it's a lot different when you have to live it. Faith is not just believing that God can, it's trusting him that he will. It, it, is, it is a leap of faith or, or, or moving forward. It's an action. I, I thought of this when it comes to theories versus practice. Uh, one number of years ago, a long time ago, probably eight, ten years ago, we were getting ready for our Christmas trauma. Well, I had this idea from watching other plays. I thought, how cool would it be if we could make Jesus at the end of the drama ascend up into, you know, like he's ascending up into heaven? And I thought, man, I don't know how to do that. So I, I started researching it, looking for pulleys and, and cables and all this different stuff to do it. And then so finally I researched it and we built this thing in the garage that was like an elevator that dropped weights down and then would pull the cable up. And we were going to have this. But we, we went to Home Depot. We bought the cables. We put it in the ceiling. We built the, the, the thing for the weights to drop in. Then we have it there and we have this harness well, Jesus was going to, our Jesus was going to have to put on this harness and get in there, pull this lever, drop these weights, and then have Jesus go up. And I mean, I'm saying go up significantly, like 12, 15 feet up past this curtain. We're all sitting there saying, man, I believe it will work. And I believe that it will do what we want it to do. And I, I have total confidence in this. But that wasn't enough. Saying it was not having faith because faith was actually believing that it would do and taking the action to embrace it. So I was like, you know what? I, I, I put it together. I think it would work. So I put on this harness, strapped into it and said, pull, pull the handle. And they did. And of course, the balance was off. So I shot up really fast. I looked more like Superman than Jesus, but it was so cool. But afterwards, I'm standing there telling all the guys, hey, it works. Tell me, you know, I, said, I don't know. Dude, it works. So how do you know it works? Because I've been there. I did it. I did it myself. It was a testimony. Being able to say, I've already gone through that. And everything that we said it would do, it does because I experienced it. Do you understand that I would not have had that testimony unless I took, got out of my comfort zone and experienced something that I didn't know what was going to happen, but I had to have confidence in what was there? That's what we're talking about. So James, I want to look at this and, and do the same thing. James chapter 1 and it says, uh, in verse 1, James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, the 12 tri tribes that are scattered abroad, greeting. He's talking to these Christians. He actually says it in verse 2. He says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing, you say, what is this passage all about? You say, it's about faith. That is true. I'm not going to deny that. This passage is about faith. But I think it goes deeper than that. I, and I, because a lot of us would say, do you have faith? Yes. And we said that already. But it's the maturity of your faith. It's, it's how strong is your faith. It is the difference between the stories that we read in the Bible about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What? Yeah, we believe God well, unless you bow down, you're going to be thrown in the fiery furnace. Well, they stood standing. He said, why was it? When they were under pressure, they had such strength and confidence in God that they withstood and they stood up in the midst of that. And I think right now, that is what God's asking. It's like, how, how strong is your faith and how mature is your faith in God? So, uh, and, I, and I ask you that. If for, for you as a Christian, would you say that you're mature? 
in your faith, is it, is it strong? Is it confident? Are you, are you leaning on God during this time or are you living in that faith? But I, I think it's God wants us to grow. God wants us to become more mature. Isn't that your goal? If you're a parent, you're saying, man, I want my kids to grow in maturity. I, I want them to apply what they're learning, not just learn in school, but apply. And I would say that is our Heavenly Father. God looks at it and says, you're my children. I don't, I don't want this being a bunch of theories. I don't want every song that you sing to sing about how great God is. I want you to, to live it and experience it for yourself. Let me give you an example when it comes to like kids in school. So our, our, our goal for our kids being in school is that they will grow, they will mature. Have you ever seen your kids studying for a test? And I can personally testify to this. They're studying for a test. They're frustrated. They're aggravated. Why do I have to do this? I, 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 I hate this pressure. I hate this anxiety. This makes no sense. We didn't even t- cover this in class. And, you know, and, and they're just frustrated. And, and they, they want to be sick the next day. They want to avoid the test. They don't want to go through it because everything inside of them, it goes against human nature to do that. But you know what we do as a parent? We, we, want, we push them into that. We want them to go through that because we know that everything that they've learned so far has to be applied to that test. It's not just a matter of listening. It's a matter of, okay, what have you learned from this and can you apply it? So they go to school. They take the test. They walk out. They did great. And all of a sudden, or if they studied, not all the time, but if they study, they walk out of it and they did good. And all of a sudden, it gives them a confidence. They have the knowledge. They're in the confidence of going through that. But you want the bit that to build up in them to, to apply that so that when they go to college, the maturity is that they're going to keep following those things. Because when they get out of college, then they test and pressure doesn't go away. It never goes away because if you have a job, the only way that you're going to be able to handle the pressures and the tests that come in that job is the spiritual or the maturity that you have in your life because it was preparing you for something. Every step that God brings us of the test, the test, the test is to build your faith, to make it stronger, to make you stronger because he has something for you. God is working in America right now through a test. God is working in Fellowship Baptist Church right now through pushing us out of our comfort zone. And God's saying, is it just words you said? Is it songs you sing? Or do you really believe that I am stronger than the waves, that I'm bigger than the, the trials that come? I'm, I'm, I'm greater than whatever opposition you're gonna, you're gonna face. So this discipline builds us up and, and, and helps us to be prepared for this spiritual maturity. So let's go through verse two. He says this, my brethren, let me put it like this. Hey, Christians, Hey, hey, believers, hey, church, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. So, so it's a matter when these things come in and the temptations in this passage, I think we need to explain this because of the wording of it and the, 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 the deeper meaning. I love going into the meaning and doing word studies with this. So look at this. Temptations is trials and adversities or upsets in life. You say, okay, now, now I get it because that's where we're at. Well, faith comes right into the trials or tribulations that you're facing. Upset, you're being laid off. Upset, well, you got to do something with your kids. Upset that the plans for vacation are changed. Upset that your 401k is being altered right now. That's an upset. And the Bible says that this is going to come. And the, the, the reaction to this, that we talked about the maturity, is how you view it. See, a kid isn't mature when they view their teacher as being mean to them because they're giving them a test. They're not spiritually mature that that teacher 
trying to help them. I think Christians can sometimes in a time like this be immature because they don't understand that their God is trying to help them. God is trying to work through this to teach you something. And he says, your attitude towards this is how you view it. So if we start as Christians, hey, my brethren, count it all joy. It's for, he's talking to Christians. Everything that we've learned that God is faithful and God's in control and God will never lead us in anything that he can't handle. So if that is true, when I face something, my mindset has to begin with, God has this. I, I don't know what God is doing. And I, I promise you, even as a church and in my life, every plan that I have is out the window. But as a believer, if I know these things, I have to begin with the idea that God has this. That, that's, that's what I've learned in class. And God says, all right, let me put you through it. Now can you, can, can you stand the test? Can you go through some resistance and prove that? So this is, notice what it's saying through this. Um, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be super spiritual with this because I, I know sometimes we can throw out things without being practical. But, but in the end, count it all joy. All right, it's, that, that sounds super spiritual because we, we, we don't react that way. I don't think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were about to be thrown in the fire furnace, and they were like, man, the trying of your faith. They were like, hey, guys, high five. We're about to get thrown in the fire furnace. I, I don't think that was the reaction. And I, I think we, we can sometimes mess up on that. If, if your spouse comes to you and says, hey, the kids are sick. They're talking about layoff at work, and the van just broke down. You're not going to be like, yes, you know, this is the joy that God told me to have. It, it's a calm assurance of the joy that you take or the, the, the rest of your mind to know that God is in control. And it's, it's the opposite of an upset where you break down. It's, it's a calm assurance. It's that peace that passes all understanding that you say, hey, listen, God has this, but I can take confidence in this, that God's going to do something through this. So he says, knowing this, did you see that verse three? Knowing this, guys, if, if we're going to talk about it, if we're going to, once we come back to church, and I can't wait, man, I can't wait for that, to sing in a room and, and, and be around people and talk to people and not cameras, man, I can't wait. But in all those things, we're just going to learn more. And we're just going to come down to knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, that the trying, the testing, let's break that word down, the, the trustworthiness, the trial of your faith worketh patience. The action of your faith, not the statement of your faith, not the singing of your faith, but the action of your faith worketh patience. God is allowing some difficulty right now in all of us. That's what he's doing. He's, he's, th- th- he's putting this to, to, to work. But let me tell you, there, there's, a, there's a confidence that we can have. There's, there's confidence of knowing that God has a reason for doing this. What, what is he putting to test? It's, it's our faith. It's what you believe. It's what you say. Right now, we're being tested with these things. And look at the word faith. It's what we believe or what we have confidence in. That's what faith is. Do you have confidence in God? Do you believe that God is in control? Do you believe that God goes before you? Do you believe that God has it figured out? Do you believe that God cares about you? Do you believe that? And if you do, your, your actions, your mind, the way you treat people, the way you comment on Facebook, the way you talk about things right now will reflect that. Just like a teacher saying to their students, are you all paying attention? Have you ever been in class like that? I know. I have flashbacks to that all the time. You know, you're not really paying attention. You're doodling on your paper. You're going through the motions of it. And the teacher says, are you guys even paying attention? Are you writing this down? Yes, we are. You know, you just, 
You just go through the motions of saying it. Your, your mind's in another place. You're thinking about getting out of school, going home, playing video games. Yes, and they said, okay, take out a pen and paper. We're going to take a pop quiz. No, if you're really meaning what you said, you'll be, okay, we're going to do this because I meant that. But if you're not, you're going to be like, what in the world? This is unfair. You didn't tell us this. And I think that's what God does. He says, do you believe all this? So here's a pop quiz. Here's a test. And our attitudes just fly off the handle. It's all over the place. Do we really believe it? I mean, is, is, there, is there really confidence in God behind this? The reaction time, it's, it shows what we really mean. See, the trying of your faith worketh patience. The word worketh means it works, it accomplishes, it causes, it performs, it does something. It, it does something to you, not to hurt you. The same way that that teacher is saying, take a, a piece of paper for a pop quiz. They're not trying to hurt you. It's the same that way that God says, I'm going to put you through something right now. I'm not trying to hurt you. I want to prove something to you. I want to show you something. See, what it does is it accomplishes patience. Now, I, I know the word patience, but let's break that down because I think there's some words like the word peace last Sunday. We break that down and we have to understand the deeper meaning. It's, it's the strength to bear through it. It, it. That's what it means, especially in trials. It, it's going to work in such a way to make you stronger. Test will work in your life in school to make you smarter. It makes you better. It pushes you further. Trials in our lives that God allows to happen is there to make you stronger, to have fortitude, to, per, to persevere. That, that's what God says it is. It's, it's man, I'm about to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a test in your life. I'm going to put you through something. I'm going to make you better because I, I want to strengthen your faith through this. Think about it this way. Physically, you want to become stronger. I mean, just think, think about this. And the only way that that happens is one way. It's resistance. Think, think about that. I mean, when it comes to physically making you stronger, and we think about this with, when it comes to lifting weights, uh, you have to be put under to make you stronger. You have to put yourself under added pressure. That's what you have to do. There's no other way to make you physically stronger than other than doing this. I don't, I don't care what videos you watch or whatever gimmicks are out there. This is the only way. You have to have added weight put to your life. You have to put strain on your life. You have to be out of your comfort zone. You literally have to get off your couch and go to your workbench or go to your treadmill. You, that's something that's going to push you further, put re resistance on you, and make you uncomfortable. Look at this picture. Does he look comfortable? You sit there and say, well, I want God to work in my life. God says, okay, I'd have to make you uncomfortable. I'd have to put some added pressure on you. I'd have to put some resistance on you. And honestly, we have a lot of immature Christians because as soon as we get this, we say, I'm done. I don't know where God is. I don't know. I thought God cared about me. I thought God was taking care of me. And God says, do you believe that I can take care of you if, if you don't have a paycheck for a week, two weeks or whatever? Do you think I can take care of you if, you're, if your whole entire retirement plan looks scary right now? Do you, am I still God? You're under pressure right now. You're under strain right now. And, and does your flesh want to do this? No, you, you, you got to understand we're talking about fear and, and faith. I'll tell you, faith goes against your flesh because it's the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. It's, it's uncomfortable 
I, I think that's, that's probably a good description of where we're at in life right now, isn't it? <laughs> we are uncomfortable. I mean, it's just, I, I, in every aspect of what we're doing, we're uncomfortable. But so, because God loves you, like, like a teacher cares for his students, like a parent cares for his children, like God cares for us, he loves you so much that he's willing to allow you to be uncomfortable. He loves you so much, and he has so many more plans for you, and he wants to do so much more with you that he will allow you to be strained. He will allow you to be stretched. He will allow you to be pushed off. Because honestly, if, if we're taking that comparison, we're talking about strengthening ourselves spiritually, we wouldn't get off the couch. I don't think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego or Daniel in the lion's den or, or, or Joshua in the walls of Jericho or Moses with the Red Sea, they wouldn't say, God, you know what would be really cool today? Is if I face an uncomfortable opposition that I couldn't figure out what to do and it put stress and uncomfortableness all around my life in every aspect of what I'm doing. We wouldn't ask for it. But thank God that a teacher knows more than the student and, and, and our God knows more than us. He allows it. Now the result is patience. Now that patience is endurance, it's strength. That, that, that is what it does. It, and I'm talking about still the idea of the, being under the pressure of the weight. What happens when you get in there and you're pushing yourself? And do you know when you become the strongest when you're lifting weights? It's not just the exercise. It is the breaking down of the muscles that has to happen at the end of it. That's when you say, I can't do this anymore. I'm quit. I'm done. I'm tapping out. I can't do. But somebody's standing over there saying, you've got this. Push through it one more time. One more time. You've got this. You can do this. And that's what God did with every great story that we teach to our kids in the Bible. Is God sitting there saying, don't stop now. You know, they marched around Jericho all those days. It wasn't just one day, it was seven days. Don't stop now on day six. But Lord, look at the TV. Look at the news. Don't stop. I'm working. Don't stop. I'm teaching you something. And man, you might be tired right now, but let me tell you what I'm doing spiritually for you. Physically, with, with lifting weights, it's breaking it down to make you stronger. And right now, God's breaking you down. He pulls all these securities that we have, pushes you out of your comfort zone to make you stronger, to make you more mature. Now notice, what does it do for you in your life? You say, what does this do? Look at verse four. But let patience, let everything we just talked about, let this work of God, let, let this endurance in your life have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire. And it says wanting nothing. The word perfect means completed or finished to a course. I'm gonna tell you guys something that might shock every, every person watching this right now. God's not gonna leave you where you're at. God's not going to leave you where you're at. God's not done with you. For me as a pastor, for you as a church leader, every deacon, every teacher, every mom and dad, God has so much more for you. And I think even through this, that God is doing things through us right now because God looks down the road and he says, I, I have something down here and you're not strong enough to do it right here. You're not strong enough right now. You couldn't handle the extra pressure that I have for you. You couldn't handle what I had before you. So he says, before you get there, I'm going to have to put you through some strain. But I need you to trust me as I'm doing this because I need to complete or accomplish some things in this. 
It says, let it, let it allow it to change you. Let it allow it to work in you. That ye may, verse 4, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. The word entire means complete in every part. The entire, the entire part of you. Let, let's go back to this, this thought with this. You think about when you get added pressure put on your life, God's saying it's not just your heart knowing that you're going to go to heaven. It's your mind. Right now, is your mind mature, spiritually mature? Are you sitting there praying at night? We're doing this 21 days of devotion. Are you engaged in that right now? You say, man, I can't even think about that right now. My mind's all over the place. It's spiritual immaturity. We've already thrown up our hands. We're at the Red Sea where God brought us. If we were there, like, God, I don't even know. I don't even care anymore. I, I, nothing's working out. I'm just frustrated right now. Spiritual immaturity. God says, you, you sure were good last Sunday singing about it when everything was good, but now that you're standing at the Red Sea, you throw your hands up? Where's your faith? It's weak. It's immature. It's falling apart. Man, it's complete in every part. The whole aspect of you, mind, body, spirit, confidence in God should be lived out. But then it says in this, this last part, wanting nothing. That means lacking nothing, fulfilled. It's not that you've arrived. You're never going to arrive but I tell you, God says, I need more spiritual leaders. Can you imagine if we would embrace what God is doing and we just say, God, at the beginning of this, God, I trust you. God, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Man, it doesn't add up. And God, when I look at the numbers, it just, man, it's scary. But God, I am going to trust you. I'm going to count this all joy right now because you care about me. And I know from reading your word that you deliberately allow me to go through things that are going to strain me to make me better, not to break me down, not to destroy me, not to hurt me. Now, I want to close with these three thoughts. What does the trying of your faith do for you? What does it do for you? I, it, it, number one, it deepens your faith in God. When it has its completed work in this, it, it deepens your faith in God. Now, I could go through stories of the Bible. Let me, let me just start with a story from myself. Let, let me give you one of myself. When I was in college, I, I went off and I went to Pensacola Christian College, broke, got a job, didn't make enough money to pay my bills, going by faith. And I'm thinking at the end of the semester, I have to take my exam. And I know that they're not going to let me if my school bill is not paid. The school bill was climbing and climbing, and I was, it was out of it. And here I'm studying every single day going through this, and I'm thinking, God, I, I, I'm not even going to be able to finish the semester. I'm not even going to be able to take my test because I don't have the money. But I remember just thinking, well, God worked it out, everything for me to get to this place. And I know that God has me here. And I remember praying on a level that I, I didn't pray because, I mean, I grew up in church, but I... I, I honestly, through that, I grew in such a level that it was during that transition that, that God in my mind was even preparing me to be a youth pastor and to switch from computer science major to being a, a pastor in that moment. I didn't know what God was doing. And I remember getting the, the message in my mailbox that I needed to go to the financial office days before the exams. And here, I knew what they were going to say. Do you have a way? Can you borrow money? Can you get it from your family or whatever? No, I have no rich family. I don't have any relatives. I have nobody in my life that has money. I have no options. I wouldn't qualify for a loan. And I remember through that, going to that office and, and being so uncomfortable for all those months, 
And them saying, well, we just wanted to give you the receipt for your paid bill. And I said, no, 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 I don't have a paid bill. I'm here to tell you that I don't. And they said, somebody sent in, and it was like X amount of thousands of dollars on your bill. And I said, let me tell you, I don't know anybody that has thousands of dollars. It was a school teacher that I had from, my, from being in junior high that I'd not even talked to in years that knew what I was going through and knew that I was going off to college and I didn't have money. And he sent it anonymously uh, that I found out years later that it was him that did that. You see, my whole perspective of what God could handle when he put me in place changed because when I got through that, I knew that God does provide because he did provide. Going into it, I said, I hope God provides and I heard God provides. But on the back end of that, I was able to say, my God does provide. My God is good. And my God is faithful. Let me tell you my story. It deepens your faith in God. Number two, it strengthens your worship to God. See, Moses was facing the Red Sea. And we talked about the strain. Obviously, they, they, God did a big victory. They get to the Red Sea. They're stuck. The, the Egyptian army is coming after them. And then all of a sudden, that uncomfortable thing that they went through, which, I mean, even the faith of walking through the open sea had to be insane to think of, wow, look at how awesome God is and trusting God for every step. They got to the other side. God literally covers their enemy with the waters. And you know what they did after that? Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphant gloriously. The horse and his rider hath thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God. Now, let me tell you, I was not there to watch this worship happen. But I guarantee you, nobody was sitting there like mumbling through this, the idea that, oh, God did this. I, I guarantee you, the worship was like nothing we've ever seen because of the fact is they just went through this. They saw, they were singing what they saw. And I said before when we started, we sing songs in theory that my God is greater, my God is awesome. I thought of this song always that we sing in church. Let me read these. Trouble surround me, chaos abounding, my soul will rest in you. I will not fear the war, I will not fear the storm, my help is on the way, my help is on the way. Listen to this. Oh my God, he will not delay my refuge and strength always. I will not fear his promise is true. My God will come through always, always. Now, honestly, if you've never been in a storm or something like we're doing right now with the coronavirus, it's just a matter of words. But let me tell you what happens on the flip side of this. We're going to walk out of this and say, man, I was, I was in the middle of it and God was there always. Your worship will be different because the words that you're saying will be a testimony of what you lived, not just words on a screen. It changes your worship. But let me tell you the last thing that it does. It expands your witness for God. And let me put it this way. Think of how many stories in the Bible that we love to tell. Like to our kids, to grandparents telling their grandkids, Sunday school teachers, whatever. You think about it. I, 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 right now in your mind, think of a Bible story. What just came to your mind? Think about it. What, what is coming to your mind? I'll tell you stories. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel in the lion's den. The walls of Jericho. Gideon only having 300 and fighting the, the army. Think of all these stories. I, and I could go, Paul and Silas arrested in prison. All these things. Do you know what every story is about? Every single story that we sit there, David and Goliath. 
It is a Christian that believed that God could do anything and trusted God, that God put them into a test or a trial, that they went through the other side and came out stronger. And now we point to the testimony and say, let me tell you what they went through. Let me tell you what they went through. And let me tell you what God did through them and made them stronger. And now we look at them as heroes of the faith. Do you know what it is right now? This is, this is where we're at right now. You could say Daniel in the lion's den. You could say Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. And you could put your name with coronavirus. That God's going to use that as your trial to say, let me give this trial as a witness to be able to point people to me and be able to say, look at what my God brought me through. And he was faithful and he was good and God will do the same thing for you. Fear versus faith. And you say, well, I have faith. God says, okay, I'm glad you said that. Let's, let's, let's see what that means. Because faith means that you're going to have confidence through the struggles. Sometimes we have the idea that faith means that God won't put me through the struggle. Have you read the Bible? Have you saw these stories in the Bible? Every person that had faith in Hebrews 11 told the story of what God did through them. Let's live out our faith. And right now, Let's count it all joy, because I promise you God's doing something. 